You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 21 of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by Skylar Redpath, our benevolent fantasy expert who bestowed upon us the merciful unlock. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, sorry, sorry. Actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you all that we're able to keep this project going for so long, and it's still so much fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. I should say Blaine Riffle plus, plus one. Uh, Blaine Riffle point five Riffle? I don't know. Uh, we'd also <laughs> like to welcome our very special guests. That's right, two guests this week. Uh, Ryan Anderson from the Lineup IQ Twitter handle and our Discord, and... Tyler Ranchinator Differ Differential. Maybe we should call you that as a middle name. Tyler Differential Norman uh, from Discord and MLS Fancy Boss contributor. Hey, fellas. Howdy, Hello. howdy. How is everyone? <coughs> I'm good. Me- <laughs> oh, oh. Ryan's great. It's it's all I good. I think happy. Ryan's the best out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're very happy Ryan could join. We're very sorry because he messaged me and was like, hey, my wife's sick, so no date night. I could join the podcast. And I was like, well, I'm sorry to hear about your wife, but stoked you can come. So yeah. fantastic. Good wishes towards her and a speedy recovery, of course, but happy to have you with us tonight as well. And Tyler, uh, I gave you a compliment last week. You knocked it out of the park with a couple of your differentials. So uh, everyone should I, be checking out yeah. those articles. It was all right last week. I mean, I had what Kyoto last week. This week yeah. I had uh, I don't even know who I had. I had Carlos Turan. There you go. A little bit here. Uh, it was a crazy round. We're going to get into this a little bit in just a second. Uh, for those who maybe saw my, my clickbaity uh, shares on, on Twitter, we're going to talk about the postponement and unlock of uh, Charlotte versus Columbus this week in the future of those sorts of systems, as well as prepping for this uh, good-sized double game week that we have for round 21. So really excited for that, getting the feedback from all of you all. Thanks, everyone, for chat. Um, And uh, let's give a quick recap of just how you all did last week with your scores. Okay. So I got a 93, which felt decent. Um, this is the first time in a while where all of my starting defenders and my goalkeeper grabbed a clean sheet, at least, um, which felt pretty nice. Um, I captained Mukhtar. Uh, I moved back up in overall ranking the last two weeks. I dropped like 25 spots. Um, so I moved back up a little bit, which was nice. Um, uh, my only real regret was I knew I should have dropped heel when I saw that lineup, but... I didn't um, only cost me like four or five points. So generally pretty decent. Won all my head to heads against this. I can't believe we didn't realize this um, against Reed. We were in the, our invitational head to head this week. So we had a, a MLS fantasy boss Derby and we didn't even know it. Sorry about that. Uh, Blaine. Yeah. Um, 102 for the round uh, work uh, week rank 110 on that uh, massive moves up in FCL and my overall rankings. I'm back inside the top 250, which is where I generally want to be at the end of the season. That's kind of my low point for it. Like I shoot for top, I shoot for top 100, but I'm happy with the top 250. So I'm back in position. 
I made some good moves over the weekend. I had heal for a while. I switched him out for Driussi and picked up a few more points. I did take the armband off Shakiri. Once I saw the Atlanta lineup, I just didn't think that Chicago was going to get enough of the ball to justify it, put it on Mukhtar. Um, I did almost get burned by the Columbus game. I had three Columbus guys. So when I swapped out, that was a positive 21-point swing for me there. Um, just monster week. My weakest score was uh, Torres for Orlando with the six. Everybody else was seven or higher. So I, I came out really well for this round. Tyler. Uh, looks like I'm uh, almost the lowest here. I finished on 81. I thought I was having a good week for a while. And then uh, I looked back and I realized that Captain Heel isn't as good as it used to be. Uh, four points versus everyone else on my team was eight plus. Uh, besides, I kept Zayla in my lineup and then that unlocked and I put in Pereira. So there was like no diff, no change really. Yeah. I also against, uh, I went against Blaine's wishes and picked Vela for the first time all in a really long time. <laughs> put up eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he put up eight. So there's that. And uh, Ryan, how about you? I uh, got a 93. I was up to a 94 or 5 at one point. No, 94. It all went well until the unlock. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess, okay. So I I saw heal without a striker and I switched my captain Mukhtar. Um, that was fantastic. I thought this is going to be great. I'm going to have a differential captain and... And because Zayla, I'm like, Zayla's not going to perform well. And he didn't perform at all, technically. Um, <laughs> but I got my Vela points off the bench. Uh, the, the problem with that was that uh, if Vela had flopped, uh, Gonzalo was my backup for, for him. So no. I guess that was a bad thing. But I'm uh. just, just going to say, oh, well. Mm-hmm. I did what I thought was right. And uh, hindsight is 2020. Uh, we're talking about first the... Uh, the feedback that that Skylar gave to us about the reset and uh, the message that Skylar sent to me uh, when I was asking about what was going on and what he wanted to pass on tonight. Uh, so the decision to unlock the Charlotte and Columbus players was put in motion Saturday night once the match was abandoned early in the game. Ideally, it would have happened quicker, but there are a lot of moving parts on the back end to make it happen. And we didn't have the final pieces in place until Sunday morning to go through with the unlock. We realized not everyone was happy with the decision, but with a lack of clarity in the rules and with just one match to be played on Sunday, we felt it was the right decision to offer fantasy managers a chance to swap these players out. We appreciate all feedback from the MLS fantasy community and we'll make it a point to address postponed and abandoned matches in the rules going forward. So there is more clarity in that regard. So that's the statement from Skylar. Now, what I want to get is just some quick feedback from all of you. Uh, Ashley, if you want to lead this discussion while I try to figure out this audio situation. Sure. Uh, what did you all feel about this uh, This change? This is different. I mean, in the past, we've had mm-hmm. games canceled, postponed, and they've just been, been gone. This is the first time that I can recall that we've had some it teams is. unlocked that, that we could go back and do this. Uh, what did you all think? And would you like to see this preserved in some fashion going forward? Sure. Ashley. Yeah, I'll, 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 uh, I'll give this a small input and then I'll have you guys add on. I think that this process is the correct process, but I think because it was the first time 
it didn't go over well. And that is completely understandable to me. As long as there's some sort of clarity, um, I think that that's fine. Whether they want to say we're never going to unlock players or we will, um, you know, unlock players, that's fine. Um, but I think that unlocking in this scenario was was the way to go. I know some people were really upset that they weren't notified. And so all I'll add in there is that even though it doesn't do a lot of activity, if you just set up alerts on Twitter to the MLS fantasy account, you won't miss it. I think it's another uh, excuse, if, if you will, to join Discord. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to give Skylar and everybody there a little bit of a break for how quickly it could or couldn't happen. Um, I know a lot of people work or understand this technology better than I do, but when I talked to Skylar about it, um, you know, it's, it's not as simple as just clicking a button and then all of those Columbus players are unlocked for the rest of the day. They didn't finalize the postponement of that game until all the other games had already ended. Um, so I think they turned it around really quickly. Um, I think they communicated as much as they could. Uh, but I agree with a lot of the general sentiment I saw, which is just as long as the rules are established and we follow whatever that is that we can expect it, maybe it's before the 20th minute, whatever. Um, I think just saying we've never done it this way is a shitty thing to say. Uh, that's not a good excuse to not do something if it is more beneficial to the game. And the one thing I, I also know from Skylar is you cannot separate these points across two fantasy weeks. So like we couldn't get these Columbus points for 16 minutes or Charlotte points and then get the rest of their points in a different round. So it was one or the other. And I think with a game like this one, it's better to be the other. That was longer than I intended. Tyler, what do you what do you have to say? Um, so like right when I first saw it drop, I'm sure if people were following in Discord, I was playing Devil's Advocate. Um, where you can kind of think about like if players had scored in the first 17 minutes before it was abandoned, then how would people react differently? And I mean, it, it's understandable, which I was, I was more pushing for um, getting a rule in place with like set times of when the game would be abandoned for fantasy. Um, if it's like before the first goal or at the sure. 30 minute mark or something like that, that way mm -hmm. it, it's like an actual set in stone thing that people can, can't say, oh, but, but this many minutes have been played. So you need to continue playing or you can't cancel the game or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's more what I was looking at uh, and wanting to get get more um, of an understanding on. But I also, after hearing that update, it sounds like there was, there was uh, a motion early on when they saw the, the delay, but they just couldn't get it, get it completed until the next day. So I think it was just, a little bit of miscommunication even though they were actively working on it like the, the actual managers weren't aware so i think even if it's just like a message to either to discord or a tweet out saying hey we're aware of this issue and we're communicating mm -hmm. trying to get it opened or yeah. something like that i think mm -hmm. that's something that would be nice to have 
Ryan, what about you? I may not be the most partial. <laughs> how, in in general, how, how, how do you how do you feel about if a game only goes 10, 20 minutes um, and is excessively delayed? You know, should those players be swapped out? Should they be scrubbed? Yeah. Should they be left? Like, what do you think going forward would be? You know, a good a good rule. Maybe a different perspective here, and is not as much of a should is uh, casuals versus the the people who go hard at this game, and for those who were in the discord chat were watching their teams, watching lineups, everything. They were the ones who took advantage of this. The most casuals Mm -hmm. probably didn't see that tweet. Probably didn't see their lineup come out. And so the, the question for me becomes what's the best solution to help both the casuals and the, um, I guess, and those that are high, that that are that are more the the uh, at the high end of things, um, without making it so that just those who are constantly paying attention to all this stuff, um, not just when lineups come out, because that's like oh you know when lineups generally are going to come out, but to have to then pay attention to additionally oh, is the game going to do something that I didn't expect? Like, again, that's, this is not like writing it into the rules, but um, whatever we do in the future, I think needs to take that into account where, um, and I, they probably did, but um, it's, it's one of those things that I, I tend to then favor keeping everything as it is and saying either Dean uh, did not play or keep the scores as they are. Um, but yeah, this is a unique situation. So good luck. (laughs) Blaine, I know we, we talked about this a little bit in our, in our host chat. What, uh, what do you have to to say? Yeah. And I was pretty outspoken on discord as well. I really feel like they should have been locked in. And if you're going to zero them out, they become DNPs for me. And I'm a guy that benefited from with 21 points from this switch out. Yeah, I don't know anybody that benefited more than you, and you firmly do think that it was the wrong choice, which yeah, is, gra- I mean, great. Yeah, it's the wrong choice. I And I I was checking my rankings heading into the week, into that game, into the switch out. I was at like 1,200 for the round. I was, what, 300-something overall rank. I was 800 in Fantasy Champions League. I'm sitting at 150 in Fantasy Champions League after the switch out. Like, I jumped up almost 700 spots. I jumped up 70, 80, 100 ranks in overall ranking because of this, because I got 21 points, because I saw it, and I was able to make good use of it. Whatever. Um, I Weather's part of the game. You get rainy matches, you go for strikers because balls skip. Yeah. You get really bad weather, you abandon the game because you know there's a good chance there's a cancellation. We, I got burned by it last year. I think there was a revolution game where I went a little heavy on players. They abandoned the game last year. They canceled it beforehand. Couldn't switch the players out or something like that. I got no points for it. Or, and I may be confusing draft, but I mean, it's, it's just part of the game. And I felt really bad because I'm sitting here. I captained Mukhtar. I was like, okay, Zella's here. Zella got one point for me. He was in my lineup, but I'm like, 
I know a good chunk of this community, Captain Zella. I've got Mukhtar on 12. Zella becomes a one or a DNP and gets locked in. Good for me. That really helps my ranking. Why not? Like, now you're punishing somebody for that. Um, I know some guys, and I know, Ashley, you were one of them, that uh, had a lot of differentials on that Orlando DCU game. When that's the only game to go to, everybody's differentials become mainstream picks. Yeah. You don't benefit from that. I The integrity of the game seems to me to be really hurt by unlocking these players. Now, if they go forward and make a rule like this in the future – and it's published well enough in advance that we all know, then it's a, it feels a little less bad when they come in and say, oh, no, everybody can change their players out now. Sorry for not missing the – or sorry that you didn't pay attention to the weather. You get a benefit from that. Um, for me, it's just – it's part of the game. It's part of what you have to account for. I toyed with the idea of dropping all of my Columbus players out when I heard that there was a potential delay in kickoff before they locked. I didn't because I really trusted those players last week. But, I mean, I was it was in the back of my mind to go ahead and take them all out because I was afraid that the game was going to get canceled. And then I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, yeah. I want to add on really quick. Um, go for it. Uh, I was going to say, if you think about, like, football, they kind of have the same thing with fantasy when, like, a game is delayed mm-hmm. or something like that. But they always, like your players are locked in their spot. No, well, they're, they're locked for however many points they got when it yep. postponed. Um, and so I know this isn't like NFL level, but it's kind of the same concept where it's a pro sport and we're doing a fantasy for it where you make them a DMP or lock them at whatever points they were at when the game was postponed. Yeah, I listen I'm kind of having this conversation in chat too. I think whatever they decide the rule is, that's the, that's the rule. I think that there's yeah. pros and cons yeah. to locking it with the points, DNPing because the game will continue later or opting to be reset. Again, something that I think that's super crucial to point out is there's unattainable fantasy points in the back half of this game that's going to be played another time which because of this change, everyone now will have access to. Everyone who wanted something from the Columbus at Charlotte game will get it whenever that game's rescheduled. But if they locked those points or DNP'd them, we wouldn't. So the only way to, is my understanding from my conversation with Skylar, the only way to do that was in the system was to swap out, which is why we were all able to make changes. So I think it's, I know we already had one this year. I think it's ridiculous when we have a game that is no points. Like what was it? It was like a Vancouver game or something in like the international window break where it didn't count for fantasy. There was no fantasy that week. It was just one game. Um, And to me, while I totally understood it, that was really frustrating (laughs) because it kind of takes away from like what, you know, when we look at stuff, when we look at schedules, whatever. Although it was nice to watch a game and not care about who scored a goal, but I understand why they did it. I just want a rule to follow going forward. Yeah. And then yeah. I think there's a lot of things about fantasy that we can compl- complain or praise, right? About how the, the game is structured. Um, for those of us who've been playing a long time, we've seen it change a lot from how you can scrub vice captains, how big your bench is, unlimited transfers, locked transfers, right? 
um, Champions League, there's been a lot of changes for good and bad. And so as long as it's solidified and we can adapt to it, I think whatever they decide is makes sense. You guys did a great job covering that. I heard bits and pieces of that. I think what's going to happen most is this is going to be one of the topics that they get feedback on at the end of this season. So mm-hmm. keep, keep your thoughts. Clearly there needs to be something in the rules, but we're, we're going to get feedback on this and I'm sure Tyler's going to, Skyler's going to ask for it with the team. We'll get feedback on it at least at the end of the season from our survey. Uh, but it, it is, it was an interesting blip. We've had a lot of weird things this year with, games being counted, not included, moved. So it's, it's been strange, but that was the general feedback. Um, and I think from what I chatted with Skylar, I know what Tyler Skyler was chatted with Skylar and some others that consistency is what they want. And so that is, that is the goal. And uh, I'll, I'll keep working on the audio levels as we go. I think I can get that addressed as everybody, but as long as you can hear us, that's what's important. And we're going to keep moving forward. Uh, any other very quick takeaways that you guys have from this fantasy round before we move on to housekeeping, Ashley? Yeah, um, I think one of the only real takeaways that I'll, that I'll add that's a little different is um, New England need a striker. I think we talk about it a lot. And we all keep thinking that Heel can do it and make it himself, but he, they need a striker. They need a striker for fantasy points across the board um, until that new DP striker slots in depending on the matchup, I'm a little more hesitant. Tommy McNamara and Sebastian Legette are not valid goal-scoring options for Carlos Hill. Leone hasn't started yet. Right, well, does, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blaine? Um, Gazdag seems to be coming into form. That's kind of my huge takeaway from the weekend. We'll talk, we, I know people are going to talk about Philly some, but Gazdag was a guy I know a few weeks ago. I said he had his big hit. I'm avoiding him for a while. I kind of toyed with him last week, but I didn't actually put him in my lineup or any of my drafts. I just, I wasn't a hundred percent sold, but as of now, I think I'm kind of sold. I think he's finally becoming the playmaker they wanted him to be finally filling that role that Philly brought him in for. And I think we got to stop overlooking him a little bit more. Tyler. I, all I really have to say is Philly's on a potential record breaking defensive forum. They're currently, I think, at 15 goals against through 24, 23 or 24 games. Uh, the record it was set in 2010 at 20 goals against by RSL, uh, and the most. And then there's also one where it was 23 against from Houston in 07. That's the second best. So I think they have a very real shot at getting in the top two, three. Um, and then maybe the Rooney effect is in full swing. I mean, you guys saw the end of that game. Yeah, it was bonkers. Ryan. All right. Um, <clears throat> so I was uh, looking at, um, I saw a, pe- a lot of people jumping on Columbus, <clears throat> excuse me, due to the last three games for Charlotte and that they had three out of their five worst, not just like goals, but um, XG games in the past three games they were um home to nashville and at miami and at toronto and the other two in that five were near the beginning of the year so what my it's not as much of a takeaway as much as it is a question like what changed in their defense or is this just a fluke because their defense was solid up until these last three games except for like a few games at the beginning of the year so i don't know what changed 
if anything, I might still keep on rolling with with um, <clears throat> Charlotte after this, but that's that's my thing for um, for this upcoming week, at least uh, com- with with what happened in the past year. Just so you know, their last uh, clean sheet was week 10 versus Miami at home. Yeah. Thank you so much for those guys. Uh, We are going to move on now to our housekeeping for round 21. All right, let's talk housekeeping for round 21. Quick league recap in our MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational Donuts is leading the way 15-0-3 over in the Champions League with a solid lead right now. No no, uh, sharing of the top scores by points this time. Uh, Boykatamo, the eighth, uh, good friend Todd Modisette, 15-1-4, leading that in the Pro Rail League. Uh, What about the Veterans League, Ashley? Yeah, sloppy stakes, holding them down again. I know that Glenn and I have said this a couple weeks in a row, but we've had some fun back and forth in that league. But right now, sloppy stakes again. Blaine, what about the inaccurately named development league? Yeah, uh, McBean All-Stars is going to hold the top spot, but he now is a game up on the field. Uh, next drop the game at second place, and then third place is 16-1-3, and with top spot being 18-0-2, and then it just goes down from there. Um, we've got a breakaway leader for the first time in a long time. There is not a tie at the top on the rankings and this could, this is just, it's just getting crazy now. I'm, I don't know who's got this. I could see any of these guys falling. They keep beating each other up. It's yeah. But right now McBean all-stars is going to hold it for at least another week. And, of course, since we mentioned it last week, I want to mention it again. In our Pro-Rel Waitlist League, uh, it is Wawa Wiwa leading with a 17-0-3 score right there. So, fantastic. Thank you so much for playing. Glad you all are enjoying this. As I said last week, we're going to keep it up, and I'm going to go back through my emails and exactly figure out the, the, the Pro-Rel numbers. Moving on to the round. Uh, this It's a quick double game week, so if you're listening tonight, Again, sorry for the trouble at the first, but you're listening at the right point because games start tomorrow. That is Tuesday, August the 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with New York Red Bulls versus Colorado. And then at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Seattle versus Dallas. So two games right then, then a bunch of other double game week teams, a quick little single game week round. So basically it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. That's what you're looking at for games this week. So a lot of the teams are going to be playing and locking. Uh, The teams that are playing double home games are Charlotte, Portland, and Columbus. The teams who are playing two away games are FC Dallas and Miami. And then the teams who are splitting home and away are uh, Nashville, DC, New York Red Bulls, Seattle, Colorado, Montreal and San Jose. So a good little selection right there. Lots of good options. No teams are in a buy. So everyone's in play. If you're looking for switcheroo targets, one, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. Check out the Fantasy Tools section. There is a list of players who are just never going to play because of their availability in the game or injuries or been transferred out. So you can check that out. But if you're looking at the teams, uh, Vancouver and Houston are the first single game week team who play after 
all the double game week teams play. So you'll at least get to see one round of those double game week teams. If you wanted to have some Vancouver or Houston guys in there as placeholders for, for switcheroos or autoroos. Um, RSL versus LAFC is the last pairing of single game week teams who are playing. So if you wanted to check those guys out as just to see almost everything, then that's what it could be. And then if you're looking for uh, Seattle is the first double game week team where you'll be able to see all of the scores. It's going to be really super tight after that, because then everyone starts playing at seven and seven 30. And it's basically Seattle's going to be one of the only teams you can see all of their scores before the last game. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty tight, but you have a shot right there. So maybe some good bench options there. If you want to try to, to, to double up, we'll hear from our Seattle people about that uh there are some players though who you will not want to target because of potential injury concerns or card concerns and tyler you're here with us so what do you got all right uh i know we like to start off with some good news uh u.s men's national team shaq moore played with nashville he got 63 minutes today and subbed with a madranda clean sheet so he not not love it it was shaq moore no, love it. <laughs> but not bum. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sorry. <laughs> good, As you one, were. good one. Good one. Good one. <laughs> um, and then we also have to welcome back. Atlanta's getting stronger in the defense. Uh, Andrew Gutman is back. Uh, and then with DC, Wayne Rooney's the officially the head coach now. And uh Ravel Morrison and Martin Rod- Martin Rodriguez for DCU also played a pretty vital role in the comeback in stoppage time uh, and then we're into our suspensions we i'm assuming christian fuchs is going to be suspended for only the rescheduled game so i have him on here but it's i'm assuming it's only for the rescheduled game against columbus and then out on yellow card accumulation we have matias vera for houston michael boxel for mini emmanuel reynoso and Robin Laud for Mini. So Ooh. Mini's out a lot of their good options. Uh, Joel Waterman is out on yellow cards. Tom hmm. Edwards is out on yellows. And then Portland is also out a lot of key pieces for their first game. They're out Diego and Yimmy Chara on yellow card accumulation. And then Darian Espria. And the only red card of the week was Cam Duke for SKC. Too soon. <laughs> um, getting into our injuries, we there weren't a lot of injuries this week, and a lot of them were precautionary subs. So I wasn't totally sure how to how to do this, but uh, Maxi Morales and Mar- Marcia, Mauricio Pereira were precautionary subs of their legs. Uh, Alex Ring came out with like a back or right hip injury. Steve Clark for Houston, the starting goalkeeper, came out with a shoulder injury, and you you all saw what happened after that. Uh, and then I think the most serious one, just because, I mean, he came off crying, which is usually an indication mm-hmm. that it's a really serious one. Carlos Turan came out holding his hamstring and thigh area. He very well could have pulled something or or tore something. 
And another precautionary, I couldn't tell if it was a real injury or precautionary, Lucho Acosta came off and he was down for like two or three minutes. And I don't know anything about that. And then <laughs> there, there's only four names on our yellow card big name watch list. We have Jesus Ferreira, Sebastian Blanco, John Tolkien, and Nuhu. Those are our biggest names for the yellow card watch list. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. If you want to see the the mega reference in all of its glory, so you can keep up to date with all of these injuries and call ups and, and anything cards, anything like that, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. Uh, the easiest way to do that is go to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord. It's fun. It's free. And you can hang out with people like Ryan and Ashley and Blaine and Tyler. And it's, it's a really good time. So check that out right now. Uh, but next, we're going to be talking about our player targets for round 21. All right, let's talk about our player targets for round 21, starting with keepers and defenders. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, I'm looking at a at Cornell, and then the two keeper for me has changed a couple of times. I, I think I'd like to keep it on room, um, but I'm considering Fry as well. Um, defenders right now, I like Mensa, I like Zimmerman, I like Tolkien. Um, I'm also wavering between uh, Abubakar for Colorado. Uh, but I think that Yamar or Alex Roldan will be my bench defenders because of uh, when those Seattle games wrap up in comparison to the rest of the games. Um, I like Yamar for his bonus point production, um, bringing Jesus Ferrer in, going up against him as a center back. I like Alex um, for the offensive bonus points. I'm not totally sure how rotation is going to work this week so um that's another reason why if i grab a seattle defender i think it'll be as a bench play blaine who do you want to add yeah i'm kind of a cornell to fry type it just it seems like the strongest one i know it's first day and then i'm leaning especially with the yellow card warning on him i'm leaning towards long for um red bull i just think he take the the bonus points that he generates I just personal preference there. And then I actually like Bravo from uh, Portland this week. I just Enjoy the red card. What? Oh yeah. 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 He's always worthy of a red card, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I kind of like the matchups uh, that Dallas game really is tempting at the tail end of the week. The Nashville one's not terrible. Nashville's defense has been up and down this year a little bit. I think they're getting better, but he gets, he, he gets, into the attack quite a bit. I just think it's a good all-around game for an attacking attacking defender like him. Tyler, oh, you got a few different options. Who do you want to add? Um, yeah, so my keeper, I pretty much, I, I'm kind of wavering between Cornell and Fry. I think Fry is the safer option of the Thursday games, and then I'm going to go into um, Joe Willis after that. I just like Nashville's matchups. I mean, they have Portland without a lot of their attacking options. And then they host Toronto, which eh, that game could be a could be messy. Uh, but then I I always pair a defender with my goalies. So I have Yamar. I actually am starting Yamar. 
um, because of his bonus points. He's had six or four in like six, five or six straight weeks. It's crazy. Uh, and I like Romney over Zimmerman because of the bonus points he's getting in recent weeks. I think he got seven and then six the last two weeks. Uh, I'm on Mensa. And then my fourth option, I'm kind of wavering between a bunch of options. Uh, I've looked at Danny Wilson. I've looked at Abubakar. I've looked at um, Jose Martinez for FC Dallas. And I've looked at Bravo for Portland. So still trying to decide that fourth one. All right, Ryan, wrap us up with uh, who you think and anybody we've missed. All right. So I wanted to go with Cornell as actually my starter, but uh, fortunately he plays first, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, uh, I'm going to go from Cornell then. If he flops in the first game, I'm going to go into either Willis or Kalina um, if I decide that I want to trust Charlotte's defense um, versus home two home games versus D.C. and Chicago. Um, and then, oh, I also might, I, Fry is also in the background, might as well. Um, defenders, uh, if Fuchs plays, which I think he will because the red card should be, uh, served against when Columbus is rescheduled. It's my guess. Then he's one of the first on my team. I got Zimmerman in there right now. Uh, Bravo. Uh, of Abubakar uh, again, Colorado because of Minnesota missing three, a defender and two, uh, like basically two best offensive pieces. And then uh, Mensa, I've thrown in there as well. All right, let's move on to midfielders. Blaine, who do you like? Yeah, this is kind of a typical list to start it off. Uh, Mukhtar Ladero and Zellerayan were easy ads for me, just given the matchups, given double that they're on doubles. Um, other one that I really like just for that first matchup at home, I like Christian Espinoza for San Jose. Been playing really well lately. He does take PKs for them most of the time. Supporting cast around him has been getting better. Um, just And that Miami matchup is just a tasty one to get early and in there. And Right now, I've got Blanco on my bench. I know he's got the yellow card warning, uh, but I do like these two matchups well enough. If he picks up a yellow on that first one, you lose the Dallas game, which really hurts. I think he's got the he's got more points in the Dallas game. But the way he's been playing, the way Portland has been playing, I it's hard to shy away from him because there's not a lot of double mids that I like really, really well, unless I start at this point, start looking at doubling up on a team. Um, maybe if you go Ladero, you go Roldan with him as a midfielder. I just, it gets tough. Uh, Columbus, if you expect big things, you could double up there too. But I just, I didn't see a lot of double game week mids that I liked much better. So it's Blanco <coughs> at the moment for me. All right, Tyler, who you got? Uh, I am. I mean, Mukhtar and Zayla are like locks this week with their matchups. Uh, I feel like Lewis Morgan is really close to a lock this week. Having, I think it's, is it double home or home away? But they have, they have a Rapids team that hasn't won on the road before this season. And then they travel to DC. So Morgan being on PKs and I think he's like half sets is a pretty decent option 
I'm wavering between Ladero and Christian Roldan. I really like Christian in that uh, as the six. He's actually getting bonus points now with, uh, compared to where he was more going for goals or assists. Um, and I guess looking at this, it's my differential, I guess. I'm looking at Pozuelo this week. I know he's, uh, what, double away? Yeah, they're double away, but they have San Jose and Montreal. And we know Montreal always gets scored on. We know San Jose always gets scored on. So Pozuelo really should be in the mix for getting points. Also, throwing it out there, I have this really weird gut feeling about Rusnak, but I don't want to grab him. That's fair. That's fair. Ryan, who are we missing? Well, I was going to say, you pretty much covered everybody for me. Um, I have Ladero in there right now. Mukhtar is out there. Uh, Zella's out there. I got Morgan. And then uh, Blanco, I'm like, well, uh, yellow card maybe, but uh, Santiago Moreno is uh, my backup for him. Uh, that is one that I nearly picked him uh, the last time that I had an uh, added ability to, except that he wasn't in the lineup for some reason. And uh, he's one that he's really started to, to make some moves up my boards uh, recently. So I'm interested in him. And then my backups are uh, Espinoza and Pozuelo. All right, Ashley, take us home. Yeah. What did we miss? I got, new, I got no new names to add to that list. I, I like Zella Morgan. I like Blanco on the bench. I always will worry about a Portland player who's on a yellow card watch on a double game week. I don't care who it is. <laughs> um, I like Mukhtar. I'm really wavering um, on any Seattle midfielders. I I agree with what Tyler said about Christian picks up more bonus points, but he's not going to be in a position to get a goal or an assist when he's playing in the six, which for me makes it not worth it. Um I don't have a good feeling about Seattle fantasy point production wise this week, which is what's making it hard for me to, to pick Nico Lodero. I think if you're going to pull from the Seattle midfield, he's probably the best bet. Um, but I'm also considering <laughs> Espinoza in that last midfield spot. Um, but nothing, nothing else crazy out of there. It makes you feel better. Rui Diaz is supposed to be back. Rui Diaz will play this weekend, but yeah, he's going to be on the bench tomorrow. I believe I heard. Yeah. Sorry. He will play this week, but he probably won't start. Is what the coach said. Yeah. Let's Let's go up to the top going to forwards. Tyler, who do you like? (laughs) This felt like the easiest picks I've ever had in the match. I I went Funtas, Rubio and Cucho. They all have pretty good matchups especially Rubio having Minnesota on the back end and Cucho having <coughs> games. And I just don't feel like you can fade Funtas with how good he's been recently. All right. That's pretty fair. Ryan. I, I'm going to say the same three, uh, but if Rui Diaz had been able to start this weekend, I, he would have been my first one in my, uh, in my board. And then the other one to consider, in my opinion, is Kyoto. Um, got a few good matchups there, but 
uh, the the question always with him is is minutes. Um, he he's starting all, pretty much every game now, but he he gets subbed out quite a bit. So that's the question is whether he's worth it for that. Um, but he he always gets I think a few more bonus points as well. So Ashley, you have a different name. Who do you want to add? Life, death, taxi. That is where I'm riding lately. I like I like Cucho as well. Um, but yeah, my my additional name here is Abobasi. Abobasi has the best road goal scoring record of any striker in the league right now. Um, so I like him with that. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, my my my, uh, my statistics brain uh, alarm is going off, and those in the no, Discord chat right. will know what meme is going through my head right now. <laughs> check, but uh... check check me. But he has more away goals than any other striker at this point i don't care about number of away goals i don't think well i do because he's playing at home against a shitty miami defense where i like goals and then he's going on the road to austin which i think is a sound defense but he's scoring consistently enough on the road that i like him on my bench i'm not going to armband him i'm not even going to start him but i like him as a striker more this week for his consistency and those matchups I just prefer looking at all goals or even better, all shots. That's, well, I don't care not, whether they were home or away. Like, well, for me, the reason that that comes into play is because normally I would try to take either a double home or a weaker away striker. Sure. I don't think Austin away is a weak in any form. That makes But sense. his consistency of scoring away makes me less pushed away from him. Does that make sense? in that matchup because how consistent he's been with that. Okay. <laughs> Good discussion. We'll touch base with this next week. We'll circle to, back on to the Abobasi to, 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 uh, to be fair, Abobasi is like right up there, right behind like taxi in my rankings. So that's sure. just, it's he's up there. It's, I, I just, I had a trigger it's statement. The reasoning. I understand, Ryan. I understand <laughs> you're the, you're the show your, brain. Show your work. Show your work. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, who did we forget? Uh, I have Kyoto in there is mine. I know Ryan talked about it, but he was my third over Rubio or Abobasi. I'm going to steal one from chat because Jeremy's a man after my own heart. Bunbury is on my radar. Um, I asked about him in Discord two weeks ago, right before he scored a goal. I was asking specifically for my draft team. But when I see Bunbury start, I'm always tempted to put him in my team just because I have a soft spot for him one of my all-time favorite players. Plus he's got two goals and two starts over the last two weeks. Um, if he, if I knew for sure he was starting both games, which I don't, I would be really tempted to put him in there on the bench for this double matchup for the same reason we like Mukhtar. I like Boonbury. He's playing well. He seems to be finding a rhythm with these guys. If I knew he was starting both, I would, definitely look at him and just i know it's come up in chat too i'm going to steal it from reed before it gets there none of us have anybody portland in our lineups blanco. why we had blanco and a well, couple no, i mean in the fourth line though we like blanco but we're i mean we're looking at kyoto we're looking at abobasi we're looking at rubio i mean we're looking at rubio as a player why not go with the knees Rubio plays as the 10 for Colorado, mm-hmm. yeah, still. you want to you want a striker that a forward that plays as the ten. Yeah, yeah pick up. still, but over guys from Portland. Yes. Yes. I mean, they get Minnesota on the weekend. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> like, 
I don't like. I get what you're saying. If they that, that was the first game because of all the absences there, but if all those guys come back for the second one, they can't come back for the second one. Minnesota's on a single. Oh, they're on a single. That's right. Ugh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, had, I did the same like double take three times in my like, wait, where's Minnesota playing again? Yeah, I think I think Nizgoda is a great show. He has also been consistent with his goal scoring. I don't like him, so I'm oh. not going to pick him up. I also forgot to put on the injury report. Felipe Mora just had season ending uh, surgery, so it is oh. definitely Nizgoda starting. Yeah. Yeah, so no rotation there. I also, I just have to because I feel like this is necessary. I got to call you back to Teal Bunbury. Teal Bunbury did not play more than 45 minutes all of week 16, 17, 18. He posted a point every time. He has only played 71 and 63 minutes with eight points each game. I think that that is a very optimistic pickup to go, like just go Teal Bunbury. I think that there are much more consistent and no. minutes and score strikers to throw on your bench than Teal Bunbury. No, I totally get that. I it's just if I knew he was playing both games, he become he goes up a lot higher on my list. Just recent form and how he's been playing with those guys and those matchups. Like I mean, it's I, worth mentioning the bat mountain he's good yeah. at that. I was just looking at the stats. He's <clears throat> since he's been since round 14 when he's been been there consistently, he's mm-hmm. played eight games, and in three of those games has he not scored. Otherwise, he's gotten uh, at least a goal, sometimes a goal and an assist in in those games so i mean he's he's got production he's got production coming up two home games nashville dallas um worth well worth mentioning for someone to consider for this round yeah Mm -hmm. leave it like that i want to go back to ashley's point about abobacy i just went back and through the stats yes he has eight goals but jesus ferreira is more consistent on the road he has since when or he's more consistent than a boat. Why are we debating? He has. Yeah, he has <laughs> six, Stop talking. It matters we're not. We're he has six Ryan. goals and four assists. So he has more production than okay. a boba okay. There we go. I, I knew I needed to get some stats out there for you. Okay. Ryan has spoken. Let's move on to our captain picks. Ryan, who are you looking at and why? Mukhtar. He's got. Uh, I, I was going to say the best. Uh, matchups here. Uh, it's with Portland actually missing um, Diego Chara. That is like whatever their record is without Diego Chara. It's terrible. It's real bad. Um, so that's and like a ooh, great. That's that's a good thing to pick up. Um, Two Charas down. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I trust Toronto's defense. Yet, I think I'm starting to trust Toronto's offense, maybe, but not their defense. And that just, it's too hard to pass up. Uh, I, yeah, I, I got to go Mook. All right, Blaine. See, I'm the odd one out here. I'm on Zella right now. I like the double home. I, I will, I usually wait the double home more than the matchups at times. I like these matchups. Miami is, or Montreal is not a team we have been high on defensively lately. They've given up quite a few goals. Uh, Zella Kucha is just a, such a good combination right now. I know they've slowed down just a little bit, but then 
they're on a week's break, basically. I know they played 17 minutes. They were out there. They were game ready. It's not like a full bye week, but they didn't go 90 minutes coming into this one. And I know the game at the back end is uh, New York City. That's a tough defense to, to play against. But again, I have that much faith in the way Zella has played throughout the season, and we've seen New York City falter a little bit lately. Zella's Zella's one of those top guys, and it, I'm willing to gamble on that one for the second home game. Sorry, I had to mod chat for a second. Ashley. Yeah, I like Mukhtar. I love your reasoning, Blaine. I think that that makes sense. But for me, with what I'm looking at and where my gut's going, it's, it's Mukhtar this week. All right, and wrap it up, Tyler. Uh, I I don't know what else to say about Mukhtar. He's, uh, <laughs> he, I if you look at his numbers right now, you know how everyone is like, like we we like salivate over heel when he's doing good. Nobody's salivating over Mukhtar, and his last games have been twelve, thirteen, four, fourteen, nine, ten, twelve, seven, twelve. Like, if that was heel, people would be going crazy and saying, always Captain Heel, always Captain Heel. But nobody's saying always Captain Mukhtar. I don't know that this season has any always. I think that might be part of it. If I'm being honestly, like, I'm not trying to, like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm I think just it's saying out there. every time we try to go on an always, it just blows up in our faces. So yeah, that's fair. I I'm think just if there was, it out an, there. yeah, if there was an always of this season, I think it is Mukhtar. But even that can't be trusted. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it is still very similar for uh, for chat uh, as well with, with those options that you have. So I think that's going to be the two top candidates uh, for this week. So we'll see what happens later on. Uh, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Apologies again for the sound flub at the beginning of the show, but I'm glad it got worked out. Thank you for chat for being so responsive to help identify that. Uh, let's start with our plugs. Ryan. All right. Yeah. So I have, uh, besides myself, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at line, uh, lineup IQ. Um, uh, besides me, though, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to American Soccer Analysis. Uh, their at analysis evolved on Twitter. Uh, without the stats that they put out each, I mean, basically within an hour, like after each game, um, I wouldn't be able to do pretty much most of what I what I'm doing. At least not in the format that I'm doing it. And uh, so, yeah, real real great shout out to them. Um, uh, they've got a Patreon. If you guys want to go support them, uh, that help them keep the lights on or basically keep their, their, um, their stats, uh, feature up and running. Cause those companies that they use, uh, require payment for that. And then, uh, I got the old, uh, I got the ref hat on today. Um, so I just wanted to, to, to shout out all the refs out there and, um, just let everyone know, Hey, um, respect the whistle, respect the flags. And, um, we want to have a good time out there just as much as everybody else. And we're doing uh, just as we're doing our job, just like, just like everybody else. And so um, end referee abuse. And um, most of the time referees are open to questions if you just ask them. So appreciate all the refs out there. Excellent. Pro pro. Ashley. Uh, I, it has nothing to do with any of this, but I'm obligatorily going to plug England's women's national team for that historic game. No fantasy points were earned, but man, did I enjoy watching that Euros win this weekend. 
Blaine. Yeah, big shout out to Cam or Dayman on Discord. Uh, one of, I think, our first uh, divisional player in our draft leagues to qualify for Champions League next year. I think he has locked up the top spot in his league after this weekend. So he's moving on up. Um, big, uh, big part of Discord right now. And just got to give him a huge shout out on that one. Samurai Panda is one point away also. Good. Good for Panda. Tyler. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just plug my article. Hopefully it'll be out tomorrow morning. Got to work on that. Um, and then my random plug for the week is to Brendan Aronson for his insane pass uh, in, in the Leeds game. Yeah. Yeah. I have lifelong friends who are Leeds fans, and even they're like, okay, <laughs> could be good. <laughs> and of course, for myself, MLSFancyBoss.com, yes, we will be having Tyler's article as long as he gets it to me. We'll have that up there as well. I will be doing my best to edit the podcast as quickly as I can, including the sound problems. But uh, thank you so much for those of you who listen and support and provide your feedback. Uh, it's so, so touching. Uh, and of course, the Discord, as we've already mentioned, a fantastic place, a fantastic community. So helpful. Be sure to check that out. If you missed some of these updates and changes that did happen, I know we had that big discussion at the top of the show. You can see a lot of that on Discord. You can see the messages that people are retweeting. Uh, when I see them, I try as much, but you can see those things happen live in Discord as well. It's a great way to get those first updates about changes and tips for the game. So check out the MLS Fantasy Boss com slash discord for all that information and of course head over to patreon.com slash mlsfi to learn more about supporting our project here and of course as always good luck mm-hmm.